half was incredible. I had such a good time with you. And when we left off, we were talking about the fact that uh, you had a second assassination. Well, the first one, you avoided assassination attempt. And the second one, I think, was deliberately uh, an attempt on your life, right? Yeah. Uh, they I put out a contract. Well, well, they put out a contract. That's, that's what it was. Right. Yeah. And the contract was put out by the Gambino crime family mm-hmm. because you were putting a dent, your narcotics unit was putting a dent into their uh, their money. Yeah, uh, each street was you know was uh, its own. We're talking about business. Harlem too. Harlem. This is Harlem, the three two precinct. It's central Harlem. What year and is this? This is uh, nineteen. Now we're up to about nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine uh-huh. to nineteen. Because there's a series on TV <laughs> about um, uh, what's it? What the Godfather. yeah, the Godfather of Harlem. But that's we're talking yes. about way before that. That's the sixties. That's the sixties. All right. So we already went through that. Yep. But there's still Italians in Harlem. Yes. Now. Well, now, Pete, but how, how did that come to, uh, how did you come to find out that there was actually Intelligence. Uh, on the uh, intelligence unit from the headquarters, I don't know if they still do that today, or yes. you guys are on a job. So they have They it. contact you, and okay. they tell you that there, there's a threat. So they call okay. me, they come up and see me, they got a threat on you. My family. How do the how do the bad guys know to call the intelligence unit? <laughs> <laughs> and then the police, the, number. the police the police department's response is they give you a radio and say, "Here, kid, yeah, right? True. That's a bullshit yeah, they do, you know." But I, oh, I, what do you mean they give you a radio? They give you a radio. Go, good luck. Oh, you know? so you can take radio. Take home radio. And then we we. Like you're really gonna listen which, to the which only works in the three two. You go outside the three two. Uh, <laughs> uh, Suffolk County notify you know yeah. where you live. Okay, and, uh, and they're gonna be like, yeah, 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 yeah we'll go yeah, by his house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just stuck. I'm, I'm studying <laughs> in front of Franco's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on the on the, the mobster. So who do I gotta call to put a uh, put a, a hit on this guy? Tell us who's Who's that? All right, so yeah, is this the intelligence unit? Yeah, you tell back Peter J. Pranzo. <laughs> we're coming after him, all right? That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, so that's what happened. So they had, you know, they took shots at the at the, uh, at the cops all the time. You know, they used to pop shots at the police. You know. Who's popping shots at the yeah, police? <laughs> all the big guys, you know. They would... Uh, the 70s is Would you actually see <laughs> wise guys in Harlem? Did you? Uh, no. They, when they were down in the Lower East, uh, they... Uh, so uh, at the, they were at the, the command East and control center, center down at one They never got involved. <laughs> they were no, on Mulberry no. Street. No. They, Mulberry Street. Control them they were at the Ravenite. They were bringing the, the drugs in. Like they say in the old... Uh, so they were the ones who you basically were taking the their drugs off the street. Right. It's, it, they their sh- arrest were... They shipped them in from uh, Turkey, uh, and they uh, shipped them over to... Uh, uh, Palermo. What kind of they, drugs we talk about? Heroin? heroin. Heroin. Everything was heroin. Uh, this is just the beginning of cocaine, but it was. I heard the, I heard the lo- Louisiana cops called heroin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They brought in some heroin. But they shipped the drugs, uh, the heroin from the poppy plants, and they had their their uh, farmers farm it to people who lived in Turkey, and they bring it over to Palermo. They lab it up in Palermo, and they Palermo, ship, Italy. Italy. So Sicily. we're talking about uh, this. This whole rig is going on between Turkey and Italy. Italy. And, it and then from there, on the olive boat, put it on the olive boats, ship it in with the olive oil, ship it over to the. Uh, Was uh, that Jenko olive? Jenko olive. <laughs> <laughs> and they ship it over, and they get it and bring it in to. My uh, father worked with you. <laughs> <laughs> to the Fulton Fish Market. This is good. Well, it's up. Anyway, to the Fulton Fish Market, they then load all the drugs and bring it to the Bronx. They bag it into diamond quarter bags, glass scenes, and then they, they ship it over to. Well, let me uh, ask you something home. too. This yeah. is way up, obviously yeah. at least five, six years before I came on the police department. How were the Italians able to run the drugs in Harlem? The money. And no, the no, money. but no. But money. I'm saying is, how come money. no Harlem organized crime guys? Black but they dudes, did. They did. They pushed them out eventually, right? No, no. You had they to, remember Nicky Bonds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, so yeah. They, they, they could do what they want. I would they would buy the drugs. The, per, the, the, per, the, the group with the deepest pockets, because if I, the more I can buy in one shipment, the lower I can uh, charge in the street for it, because I yeah. paid a lower price for yeah. it. So once I, once I can pay lower price, they're going to come to me. So if you're looking to make money off of it, if you're a dealer, 
Man, yeah, but I mean, look, were... even years later up in the Heights, you know, there were corners. And if another someone came in and tried to sell in your corner, they got whacked. That's correct. You know what I mean? That's correct. So yeah, why still, did they I'm not gonna, just whack the Italians? If I'm going to buy a kilo... Because no, they had to get the drugs here. How are they going to oh, get the Oh, they didn't work? have no. the connection? Connection, no. Oh, no, okay. yeah, but if you got a kilo for $10,000 and somebody else is selling it for twelve, I'm going to buy it for ten. And who's selling it for Italian? The Italians. Yeah. So we're going to get it from the Italians. Yeah. They put the money up and they have it shipped right. here to America. And, then they, and they said, where are you going to sell this shit? Mm-hmm. So the best place to sell it, they figured money-wise and to have people who could sell it were the Holomites, mm-hmm. was the folks of Holom. And they used them and they, you know, uh, and they started their own little organizations, the Black Sunday Gang on this and that. How many people were inside your unit? This narcotics oh, no, unit? Said we rotated, no, the one that you yeah, put together. Eight. Just eight guys. Eight guys. Eight guys. And how did yeah. you roll out? What's that? How did you roll out? It wasn't eight guys in a van. Was you use two or three different cars? No, yeah, two or three different cars. We had the, the paddy wagon. You know, we always had a car. Is with that us. time where you could bring your own gun to, to work day? Is that that passed? But you did. <laughs> you that, still yeah, could. Oh, you still could. Yeah, as long as it was on the ten card, guys had their nines and their forty fives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody had two guns, the backups. And then we just were started. you doing B and B or no? No, nope. That was organized. What crime. kind of stuff no, were you doing? Bust. Jumps, jump collars, oh, just jumps. jump collars. You know, yeah. What does that so mean, we, jump it's cheap. Jump uh, on the street, yeah, on the street. You know, somebody uh, who just bought. Or cost stops too. Yeah. Probably you do. Uh, get cost them out stops. Of cars, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and mostly uh, sweeps. This unit was uh, like a narcotics task force, and then we did all the work and we converted from there to a conditions car. So we did everything within so the this precinct. This is within precinct. It's within not, a precinct. Nope. It's not one OCCB square mile. Narcotics. No. One square mile. Wow. One square mile, and then uh, the, the numbers added up, and we went. You know. Everybody works there. I was never the kind of a guy uh, to uh, discriminate on what type of a collar you would make. I would never tell a guy, and that's bullshit, that collar. You take everything. Mm-hmm. So let me get that point across real quick. Everybody has their own style of supervision. I was, mine was a first-name basis. It was always Pete. It was Pete as a cop, as a sergeant, and a lieutenant. Because I couldn't give a fuck about all the uh, hierarchy and shit like that. So I was Pete. Mm-hmm. And that's how we worked. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And we, Did they uh, call you Mustache Pete? Yeah, yeah boy, I had a big one. I had a big one. It was all dark. <laughs> but so that was the, that's the, the point of course. And we worked, um, and we had a lot of freedom. So we could work anywhere we wanted, as long as it was in the confines of the 3-2. And that was the center point of the uh, the narcotics location, was, was Harlem, uh-huh. 3-2, and then the 9th Precinct downtown. But it, the bulk of it was up in uh, Central Harlem. And uh, so we did the sweeps. We cleaned out the buildings, all the drug dens, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the collars, uh, you know, uh, of uh, trespass in the buildings. And people think, so we had the sledgehammer. I always carried a sledgehammer with me, you know, and on the side of the sledgehammer it said search warrant. So that was the warrant, you know. <laughs> so we took that and we said, take the doors down. And the bottom Could of I your see, shoes, yeah, you know, too, right? Yeah, that was it. You know, yeah. Can we see the search warrant? Yeah. Hey, go <laughs> get in the search warrant. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> and what happened was, as a matter of fact, I broke my foot from kicking the doors. And I said, i got to buy a hammer. So then I had yeah. the sledgehammer, you know. But what happened, people assumed that we were doing, we were really crossing the line when we weren't crossing the line, mm-hmm. not that far over. But what happened was I made a good connection with the Housing and Preservation Authority. They were down in the 2-5. They had an office over there, and the guy gave me the, the pull-out, thick book of all the city-owned buildings. Mm-hmm. And there were supposed to be abandoned buildings, and they were all taken over by the drug dealers and such, you know, mm-hmm. doing drugs inside. And uh, so that gave me the right to go into those buildings because they were city-owned and nobody had the right to be in those buildings. And that's why said the sledgehammer. And so we could go in and take all the doors down and clean everybody out and make all the arrests from high all the way down to the bottom. We didn't discriminate in the type of arrests we made, you know? Mm-hmm. And I never knocked anybody because they took, oh, that's, that's a shit arrest. Because those, like you said, the, the windows theory and that stuff like that, when you took the lower element collars... That led to the bigger college. You right, know that. Right, you take yeah. the, you take for possession, and next guy, the guy is wanted for homicide. You know, and and, and that's how you clean the streets. So we did the uh, the sweeps. We cleaned out the buildings uh, and did jumps, so to speak. Uh, and from the college, just mounted up. Didn't the department at that time worry about uh, the corruption involved yeah. in narcotics? Yes. Yep. Want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Uh, what happened was that we were always followed. Uh, they had plants. They set up things, and they integrity integrity test. I guess that's yeah. what it was. You know, you get a call, and they, they call 
for the uh, conditions car. Go up to a location here and uh, because they had uh, selling drugs, whatever it was, and we go in there, you'd find uh, there was a rifle against the corner of a refrigerator. In the refrigerator was nicely wrapped up two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Nicely wrapped. That's it's a bullshit. Right, right, you know, that's right. that's downtown. That's us. That's the IAD. So they tried to do that because they refused to believe. Uh, number one, that we were straight guys. Mm-hmm. We worked. You know, the guys made overtime. And that, that's was what, that's, that, that was, that was reward. the reward. That was the reward. Yeah. They, and I, I was honest with them. As much as because there was no limit on overtime when we started, it was like 100 mm-hmm. hours you could make, which was a lot of hours, month, right? Yeah. And then they brought it down to 50. So I told the guys, you can get take your 50 or your 100 hours overtime, and then anything past that, you get time off, time right. and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. So the guys were happy with that. I made overtime, they made overtime, everything was good, everybody got medals. You know, uh, for different grades of medals and awards from the department. We got community awards, uh, so we things were doing good, and we had fun. I think I saw one of the shows you talked about when the guys ate. They ate on overtime because it tasted better. Tasted better. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Good. So I tell My I, guys and we, we couldn't that. eat because and these guys were runners. A lot of the guys weren't big like you guys mm-hmm. because they had a run. Uh-huh. My black guys, my white guys, they were fast on their feet. <laughs> so what There'll happened? There'll be a test for the luck. You had a run. You had a run. You had to go. You had to take yeah. the collars. And we yeah. said, have your coffee, eat light. And then when we were done collaring up, it was near the overtime hour of the night. Yeah. And then uh, we would eat on overtime. Right, send out for right, the food. Right. We'd have the drugs on one table all laid out, all the shit, weed, things, cocaine, heroin, all laid out, the bundles of things, and we'd eat. On yeah, the- but how could you eat when you were on cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never could eat when I was on cocaine. I don't even know if we had drug testing. I don't think we did. Yeah, I remember in Serpico, they were, there was the scene there that was smoking pot when they got into narcotics. They passed around a joint just so people could know what the smell was. Like, duh, I don't know what the smell is. Or yeah. let you know what the high does to you. There might have been other drugs going. Remember the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, yes. And then yeah. they all get, they get on the subway yeah. and he's banging the... Uh, by a bag of potato yeah. chips. Yeah, you couldn't get the potato <laughs> chips out. But I don't think they were drug testing. I don't think drug testing came on until I was on the job. And I think... Um, I got tested in 85 in the academy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They tested the whole class. Yeah. Wow. What kind of was a PP test? Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. No, we never had that. A PP test is nothing really. The Dole, hair. Dole I, test the hair. is the official. <laughs> yeah. Well, hair. Once they start taking hair, that goes back six to nine months. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And we and we've got everybody in the uh, in the uh, buying trucks. Everybody was in the shooting gallery. Nurses, firemen, cops. When you say the everybody. shooting gallery, you're talking about uh, people where, where people went drug dens yeah, do their heroin. Yep. So you used to buy your heroin, and then the shooting gallery was like, okay, you can chill out in here, get, yeah. shoot up, shoot and up. then yep. take off. Yeah, and then they had So you get people from all walks of life all, doing that. All of them. From Do people stay in the Europe, shooting den, or do they shoot up and leave? A lot of the people came and bought the uh, glassines, dime quarter bags of glassines of heroin, and they would take it and go. Right. How long does the heroin guy? high last for? Uh, like one glassine, I'm buying 10. It's quick. It's a quick high. What, 20 I mean, minutes, an hour? No, no, no. It could last a couple hours. You go up and you go down within a couple but of hours. But you don't want to go down, right? You probably want to go up again. So before you go down. Later on, there was a physical thing to it, you know, that you would get all cramped up if you right, had Because right. I'm saying if they're $10 bags, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get high right now for, let's say, two hours, but the second hour I'm going to be going down, crashing. Yeah. Maybe by the second hour, I already can, you can feel it. Yeah. So I'm going to get high again, so yeah. this way I don't yeah. crash. Usually again. like three bags a day, I would say, was the average three of bags. Of people d- doing? They're doing three bags a day, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of, then so you have, like, you have like one for breakfast, a respectable lunch, lunch and two <laughs> for dinner, right? For dinner. <laughs> and they have the methadone, too, now. They got the free methadone. Yeah, I, the the, I never understood the methadone. I don't even yeah. know what that's that is. It gets you off of heroin. Yeah. No, well, but I mean, a, it gets you high, though, no. right? It, it, it soothes the body down. Not so much you get high. So you're not getting the mental high, but your body's not going so through the anxiety. Through the withdrawals. You feel good. Your body feels they good. They had to have the methadone, and we yeah. gave them all them anything they wanted to keep the prisoners quiet when you had 30 of them in a the cell. Right, right. You know, you'd feed them, water them, and everything else. Here, take the water. Take your sugar. methadone. They wanted sugar. sugar. Right? Yeah, yeah, soda. Give me yeah. the soda, please. Give me the soda. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that, man. I, I don't know why they make prison so difficult. They should make it so easy. You should have... TV, you should be able to play your video games. Your wife could come and visit you every day. Your kids want to stay with you. Let them crash in there, too. Do whatever. I, they should build communities like that, prison communities, man. Keep the whole family up there. 
That's I'm sorry. That's just uh, what I was. I'm working on it. If, if you choose to be me, I'm going to be running for mayor of New York City in 2020. And if you vote for me, this is what you have to look forward this to. This is what you'll hear. There's no bail reform. Just everyone <laughs> comes to jail, and it's better in we're jail. Gonna, we're going to build a big fence around the Bronx, and if anybody who's still stuck in there, you got to stay. And then we're just going to fling cattle over on a catapult, and people fend for themselves. Oh God. Anyway, so that was the story, and we. Wound up, the numbers went so high, crime went down. Went down. I mean, the shootings, murders, shootings went down, everything. murders, everything went down because we were rolling through the streets. We had target locations, mm -hmm. and uh, everything was cut in half. And I'm being honest with you. And they knew that. And uh, well, I don't want to yeah, take any I mean, credit for what's happening. It becomes a nuisance if you're a yeah. drug dealer and you, know, you have the passing narcotics guys. Uh, you can almost time how often they come through. Maybe it's once every three months. Your precinct's going to get hit hard for a week. They're going to collar a few people. But you know the, then you're not going to see them again for three or four months because they're doing yeah. the tour. Yeah. Now, you get the, in one particular precinct, you have uh, one unit, and they just keep hitting that precinct day after day after day. At some point, you're just going to get all the You're going to know every single drug dealer in the neighborhood. Right. And you're going to see them as soon as they're out. You're going to know what they're doing. So let's go talk to him, yeah. which means let's go toss him. Yeah. And these people are constantly, at some point, they're like, I, I, I yeah. either go deal somewhere else. Where, where does this 3-2 precinct end anyway? Because we got to so get away from these guys. But there's so much money involved. They're, $13 they're not million give dollars it up. per street per week. How much? $13 million per week. Per street. That's, oh. that's the average. That's so what no it. one's giving that's that what up. Yeah. They weren't giving it up. No, that no easy. one's giving that but up. But we, we, we took so many people out of the buildings and on the street in the sweeps. We had the SNU team there doing the, the uh, felony the uh, sales, and they were making some serious arrests. They had OCCB there, you know, because we sent all our intelligence reports downtown, and uh, we told them that certain locations we could get into and couldn't get into. Well, even though the precinct's only a mile long, how many people lived in there? There was oh, a lot of projects oh, in there? Yeah. 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 So you're talking about a high building, so you've yeah. got a dense population, even though yeah. it's a mile long. 143rd Street, back in the day, so they told me, was the most populated street in America. Which one? Oh. Yeah, because that, that, that was before the real high rise. 143rd Street between, I guess, whatever, Lennox and 8th Avenue. It was, a, you know, very populated. People were born there and they died there, you know? Yeah. I know 3333 Broadway is up there somewhere in that little... Well, that's on houses. the west side. That's the west yeah, side. Yeah. That's that the west that side. building itself houses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, yeah. there's like well, six Well, the Polo Grounds is a massive uh, project. Yeah, big project yeah. here. That's yeah. where the, the two cops, uh, the officers got killed there. But, uh, but Polo Grounds it. is where they had that little, um, where, where it used to be the Polo Grounds. There's a thing on the ground there, right? Yeah. Where Home Plate used to be. That's right. I know, because one time we were looking to pick up, uh, they used to have this Condor overtime right yeah. after 9-11. Remember yeah. that Condor? I used to run and through the squad and go, <laughs> well, we, when I was in the Warren squad at the time, right? So all you had to do is have one to put in the book, one arrest, not, one, one collar to put in the book. He's still good at getting over the condor. Yeah, he likes the condor. And uh, you could do that any, all you had to do is keep it in your drawer. Now yeah. come condor on the weekend, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, if you had the condor tour, somebody used to go and put your number in the book. Yeah. So you needed one to go, and this was a bullshit sea summons that somebody was holding for us in Astoria, yeah, yeah. in a 114. We weren't taking anything, just so my partner could have one to put in the book on right, the weekend. Right. So we go grab this guy, and you know he was a bad guy, because on the way out, everybody was waving to him goodbye. Like, they, like everybody <laughs> in the precinct knew him, every cop. So I'm, I'm already looking at my partner, like, what's going to happen? As soon as we get him in the van, he's rear cuffed, obviously, and I'm sitting next to him. He goes, yo, you know, if I buy you, you'll get AIDS. <laughs> so I'm like, why would you want to give me AIDS? Dude, I'm a good guy. And then he starts saying, you know, I'll go sick, man. You guys will be stuck with me. So I did the psychological thing. I said, you know what? Go sick, man. We want the overtime. That's why we're doing this. We bring him to 98th Street over there, uh, the building that we used to do the warrants in. He's rear cuffed. I'm walking behind my partner. My partner's walking like 10 feet ahead of me. And we're going to go up these stairs to get to our office. And all of a sudden, the guy does a header. He kicks his one front leg out and falls flat on his face on purpose. Bang! So we picked that dude up, man. I said, we got to get rid of this dude. 
Fuck this day. He's not in the book yet. We drove him up to Harlem, up to Polo Grounds. Let him cuffed him right on that home plate. And he goes, yeah, you guys can't leave me here. There's nothing there. There's no buses yeah, or trains. Yeah. I threw his fanny pack out of there. Yes, we can. Fuck you. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> You're done. Fuck you and your whole oh bullshit. For a sea summons. Yeah. Oh, my For God. For a sea summons. <laughs> you know, it's like we used to get that... Um, catch over time for old homicides uh-huh. and you know we used to the cases were hopeless cases you couldn't solve them uh-huh. so we have like two or three things we uh we had to do and one time we were looking for this girl Gigi and the thing was we found her one time and it was people were like why the fuck did you found her now we have nothing we can do on that case every day it was looking for Gigi looking for Gigi then someone found her we were like now we can't do that case anymore you found Gigi and she didn't know anything (laughs) whatever you do don't find Gigi don't find Gigi man it's our overtime it's four hours overtime every day looking for Gigi All right. so back to you Peter Pranzo what do you got next for us okay uh, so that the thousands of collars wound up maybe uh, eight thousand arrests after uh-huh. after like uh, about five or six years and and we had uh, some shootings mixed in there you know things got serious so you try to we had fun you mean uh, people shooting at you oh yeah so what happened was that it was good and, and we did very well. You got the vest now, though, right? Yeah, 79. Bill we had the vest. Yeah, we had the vest. 79, wow. we had the vest. What kind of vests were those? Though? That must have been uh, big, like military vests. Oh, like a Kevlar, right? They Kevlar. were regular, oh, yeah. but they, I thought they would be like heavier than the ones we have now, uh, much heavier. I don't know. Kevlar, you... Did you, you wear it, though? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You told Rochelle, yeah. Yeah, I won't wear it, yeah. But... You know, I never it, wore that freaking. It was so, it was, especially in the summer. Remember opening it? They yeah, get a detail. You go yeah. like this. You can see you can the smoke. See the sweat pour. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was well, like, you, you know, Peter, you got you. Uh, we had Walter Wasilewski on. Oh, who's great guy. cop, great, great guy, guy. and great he just uh, posted your picture on Facebook. He says, "Oh, he's a legend." You had a combat cross and two medals of valor. You want to tell one, us about yeah, your I combat had, uh, cross? Actually, it's uh, one. Uh, uh, I had the combat cross, and I had a medal of valor, and then I also had the honor legion medal for valor. So it wasn't. Wow. You know, so I had uh, two, and then plus one. Well, tell us the about your legion. combat yeah, cross. Because the cross started when I uh, went in with the uh, the guys who took the side, who took the other side, and uh, we went in for the front door. Me and my uh, Bobby. Bobby Smith, a hero. So I can mention his name, a mm-hmm. hero. He saved my life, you know. And uh, we went in uh, to the building. We're chasing after a couple of guys. We're going to raid the building, you know, so to speak. Just before he got to the back and is jumping out the, the doorway there, uh, he pulls out a gun and uh, lets four off at uh, my guy, uh, Bobby Smith, who's in front of me, you know. He lets off a few, maybe five, four or five rounds, and they, they take off. I go behind them. I go up to the avenue. They're, they're chasing through the schoolyard. And I go up to the avenue, try to head them off. And sure enough, around the turn, they came. And uh, and he turned and uh, aimed at my partner. And I repaid the, uh, my partner back for saving my life. And I, uh, I shot the guy. You know, But he lived, but I shot him. And, uh, and they gave us both a cross, me and Bobby Smith. Uh, That's great. For the, uh, did you give each other a high five when yeah, you shot did. him? We did. We did. <laughs> we did? Yeah, you did. Yeah, we swear to God, because we're tough wow. guys. You know, we, we yeah. And down the, down the street coming. How far was the shot? Uh, pretty far, like about 30, 40 feet. Were you That's surprised? Far, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, because <laughs> so it was all smoky. Like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Was like, yeah. I, I, shit, I got the motherfucker. Was that, anyway, you, that was with, with your 38? 38? Smith and Wesson yeah, revolver. Smith and Wesson revolver, yeah. yeah. Four shots, and I got them the once. The most reliable the gun all over. in the world, probably, right? Good. And it went, the bullets went everywhere else, you know. But yeah. he went down. Anyway, but he lived. He was all dusted up, angel dust. And the radio cars are coming down the street. That dust, man. You know what? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they say a lot of shit. bad things about that. Yeah. But if you're ever yeah. going to get in trouble with the law, man, smoke a little dust first. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll keep you alive, man. These guys, they, they don't feel pain for nothing. No. Some young guys are coming down the street, you know, with the, with the with radio cars, and they're all looking. And they, they saw it. <laughs> the guy fall down. The gun's mm-hmm. out. The young guys who just got to the precinct. Some of the guys you, you had on the show. Yeah. And uh, they were with their mouths open. Holy shit, where mm-hmm. the fuck am I? Uh-huh. You know that's, but anyway, that got the cross, and then the, a year later, we were. I like it. I, I'm holding your hand. I'm holding. I'm sorry. Yeah. People that's get in the rhythm. No, it's not I'm just sorry. you. People get yeah. in the rhythm once you yeah. start oh, touching yeah. that I'm table. Sorry. Yeah. I Before you know it, we're gonna have Jimmy Hoffa there. <laughs> so, uh, and then in 1983, uh, we uh, were up on uh, maybe a, a Bradhurst Avenue, 145, 
Uh, in the December, we just finished cleaning out a building. We had about 30 people in a wagon. Everything loaded up. We're ready to go. And then we look up to the corner, and there was a shootout between two rival groups fighting over a fucking marijuana shop. You know, it was a lucrative shop. And they were blasting away at each other with 45s, 9 millimeters, and shit, whatever they had. Boom, 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 boom. And I look over there and say, holy shit. And we all look. We see up there. Next thing you know, they saw us. They made us. We saw that. We had the wagon parked there with the, uh -huh. with the, with the mopes in it. And they turned and, boom, started firing at us. You know, oh, wow. Yeah, right. You know, boom, boom, boom. So the, here come the bullets at us. So you're over here minding your own business. Yeah. making We're all done. We figure we're done for the day. Cleaning out this <laughs> building. Yeah, you're, not, you're not done. I figure we're done. <laughs> if everything is good, let's go eat. Right, and right, I was right. hungry, you know. The right. Italians want to eat. <laughs> guys wanted, who wanted to be. I wanted food. And then... Where did you guys go eat up there? You were in the three no, two. No, we sent it to the Bronx. Run? Bronx. Send it to so, the, so you guys used to go up to the Bronx. Yeah, send the uh, car for a food run. Yeah, up to uh -huh. the deli, up to the Bronx. You guys probably know where it is. It's just yeah. over the bridge. And, yeah. And uh, so they start firing at us, and then uh, we started firing back. And uh, I guess we didn't hit anybody, but if you you know how the people who in these neighborhoods, especially the Harlem neighborhoods back then, they all hit the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like they know. Like they all got they shot. Know. They, they don't know. mess around. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was flat. I mean, flat. The traffic stopped. Everybody was flat on the ground. You live in a war zone. You learn. Yeah, this is one of the things that you survive, live. Right? Survival techniques. When you hit that siren. Yeah. Now the chase begins, <laughs> and we're chasing, and I'm looking for bodies, and I don't know who got shot, who didn't get shot. My guys let off some volleys. And then uh, my guy calls me later on, and uh, one of my guys, good guy, passed away. Rest in peace. He calls me and says, uh, listen, Pete, boss, Pete, we got one down. I says, not one of us. He says, no. He says, a perp? He said, no. And I was uh, an innocent civilian uh, got shot in the crossfire. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. A, a lady uh, pushing a, a young girl, pushing a baby stroller. It's always a, a lady. Yeah, pushing a baby stroller. A she baby got stroller involved. broke her femur. Oh, you she know, didn't die. Maybe she the baby strollers attract bullets. I don't know. They have to. But anyway, from the top of the hill, it rolled down, the, the, the bullets rolled down and the sidewalk and hit her like two blocks Shit. away and it went through her leg and broke her femur. Wow. She's down and it was a, it was a, a, a shitty experience, you know, so we, we did good. You know, we had uh, my, my one guy. I mean, all things considering. It, it, we had a call. Only one lady gets shot. It's a good day. <laughs> Except if you're that lady. A girl. <laughs> anyway. Kind of, where was this police department we were talking about? <laughs> anyway. It's so one we, mile. And we had out of the whole, we had. You know, everybody got away, but my one young guy, smart guy, he said, Pete, that's him over there. And he goes over and he pulls Shooter? The shooter. But nine millimeter out of the guy's pocket. So, oh, we got a, we got a gun anyway. Mm -hmm. We had shit, you know. We had old guys on the wagon from that, but on right. this incident, we had shit. He, so he pulled in, uh, the nine out of the guy's pocket. I said, go, we had that collar there. But then the, the shit hit the fan because of the uh, girl who got Hit yeah. with the bullet. They think we did it. Right. Of course, we don't know whose bullet did it. The bullet, <laughs> the bullet stayed in there. All this time, he thinks that from 30, 30 feet away, he took that shot. Boom, there's a high five. And then all you hear is a girl three blocks away. Ow! <laughs> anyway, so that was that. But we all got medals of valor. <laughs> they gave us all medals. Oh, they wow. had to give us medals, you know. Yeah. They, they gave us medals uh, so, um, for that. The two Medal of Valors, and then... No, uh, one Medal of Valor there, well, yeah, and the one, cross. Oh, no, you right. got the cross and, I, and two Medal of Valor. No, well, I had the cross, and I had the Medal of Valor for that. And the other one's the... The Mono Legion. Pete, let me ask you something. Yeah. When you go out it's like on Long Island to an Italian restaurant, do you, wear do you the, put the combat cross <laughs> on? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they give you a, a meal OTA or what? I got them on the wall. Everywhere I go, I look, there's the Medal of Valor. Tonight's the Medal of Valor night. Take it to Dominico's today. We'll wear that tomorrow. How much time do you have on the job right now when this is... Because now you're a veteran. And you're a sergeant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when is this? I was gonna on. I was on uh, I'm sure. Six. I need to know this. As well. I'm sure you wanted it for a while there too, show. When is this going to end? Yeah, when you become end. lieutenant? Nah, So we, you know, when did you become lieutenant? Uh, 1984. I made lieutenant. So this mm -hmm. is I'm running towards the, uh, the lieutenant's exam was right there. So it was. So you got the house of worship card and started studying again? The, no, <laughs> no. You know <laughs> what happened? Can I go back I'll to you. It was a different way then. Uh, what happened was, and I, I tell you this, and all cops are probably the same thing. It's all good fun. We just we make jokes uh -huh. about it. But when a promotion exam is around the corner, 
you got points and medals. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. those are good. Yeah. Two, so we got, I got two oh, and a half points. Oh, forget it. Did she just max. get you the? I got two and a half points. That's max. Great. Every time yeah. I had two and a half points, and to get that, yeah, I that helps. That should give yeah, you helps. half the test right there. You started off with a fifty. Yeah. <laughs> all you got, no, all you got, yeah, you started off with a fifty. All you got to do is get fifty right. So, because at that point, what, what are you going to tell me about a test? I don't know about police work. Look the, at this rack. So the year before, uh -huh. the year before the test would come. You know, the shootings, of course. The guys, look, you know, I, I, I'm looking for something good. I need to right, point. Right, right, you know, if you're a guy who, who couldn't study, you know, you, you, everything get written up and uh, and stuff like that. And so I, I, I always maxed out the points, and that's how you manage to get promoted. You know, you pulled ahead of the guys. So when, the, when guys. the perps say, yeah, yeah, this guy's just probably trying to get promoted. That's right. They, 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 they know they the actually mean it. But yeah, you know, so stay off the street because he, it was a bad time to be on the street. That's so good that they do that because or else you'd have all academy geeks being all the big bosses. Yeah. So they still do that now? Yeah, yeah. They, they still give you the points for, for medals, yeah. Yeah, yeah they should, But, you know, because the oh, academy guys just study every day at work. If you got a combat cross and a Medal of Valor and some other thing from the Knights of Columbus or Legions, whatever... Hey, give, give him 50 points. You get 75 points. All you got to do is get 25 He's getting right. the Sambuca Romana medal. Seriously. No, shit. What, what more do you need? What can this test tell me that I can't tell? Look at the rack. That's right. Anyway, so, I make lieutenant, all right, and everything is good. And uh, they told me, you know, because uh, they started a uh, violent prone list. Remember that list? The uh, violent yeah, prone yeah, list? Yeah. They, they started off. They had that when you guys were on I think Ben Wood started that, right? No, I don't know. But all of a sudden, this list popped up, mm -hmm. the violent prone list. And a, a civilian complaint list. Right, right. You know that thing? I had you mean violent? Oh, you mean violent? Oh, for the cops. Cops. So you were, you were prone to list. violence. Yeah, because all those arrests, you had to. Yeah, in all fairness, I've yeah. been here for you an hour and a half now. No. You, you yeah. don't think you should have been on that list? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I met a lot of great cops, but <laughs> just, anyway, I like you, but you should you should have been on the list. I was on the list. But you should have been in the top yeah. five on the list. But Mark, some chief no, no, let's call no his wife at home. Sure. <laughs> let's call his wife. See he's, 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 he's a little right? He's a little crazy, right? <laughs> I wasn't. Anyway, but I thought I turned home, but I didn't. Michelle says anything. Anyway, so I was on that list. And I says, okay, I'm going to street crime. They said, Pete, you come to street crime. One of the de detective lieutenants, he said, Pete, I got the perfect spot for you. Street crime. Uh -huh. You're going. The CO calls. He says, you're coming to street crime because you could do what you did in the 3-2. The you could do it citywide. All your jumps. Yeah. Jump yeah, 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 we yeah, want yeah. numbers. We want guns. Mm -hmm. Everything you did there. And then the, the, the lieutenant told me, Pete, I'm telling you, this is perfect for you. Yeah. And yeah. it wound up it was. But I didn't go there. Uh, they says uh, because of the uh, IED logs, the they had all those open oh, okay. IED logs. because yeah, you were number five yeah. on that. And I had lawsuits. I had a bunch of lawsuits. They used to come to my wife. <laughs> most <and> violent. They <laughs> wanted those most violent police officers still on duty. Yeah. Guess who's number five? So they sent me. Uh, Tried to get a free meal with his combat cross around his neck. <laughs> I sent me too. That's good. I like that. Anyway, we did everything but yeah. just about. Anyway, went to the uh, 103. And uh -huh. I said, I went on the desk in the 103, and the, uh, the lieutenant... Oh, so you never got the street crime? No, you did. did. Oh, you later. Yeah. First, I had to do was drop in the 103. I was on the desk. And, the, uh, when I, and they said, you know, you're done. My career is over. I figured I had the last couple of years to go, a few more years to go. Uh -huh. I'm on the 103. I would never get the street crime because I was on that list for mm -hmm. IAD logs, open cases, right. mm -hmm. lawsuits. I had a few, three or four lawsuits, mm -hmm. and I had the... Um, and the civilian complaints. And that, that list, they had a picture of him there, and it goes like this. was that, that poor girl that got shot in the leg. She was suing his ass. <laughs> she did. Ow! She did. Okay, long story short. Quick, I don't want to run out of time. We got she, time. We got I've time. got time. All right. Should we go into the, the corporation council? We go to the hearing and stuff like that. And I didn't yeah. care. Give the girl some money. She broke right. her leg. So they gave her $50,000. Well, Even though nothing, the bullet. Man. He's saying yeah. give her the money like this. His money. <laughs> his money. <laughs> I don't know. Pay the girl. And she did. She broke her leg. But she was on welfare, yeah. and they were in, in, in the uh, court, and they took the money away from her because uh -huh, she had to pay that's their... bullshit. Oh, so man. she had a... She's Sweetheart, whoever you are, lived. you should have got the money. Yeah. She should have got yeah. the money I anyway. I felt bad for her, yeah. and, and it wasn't our bullet. I don't know. She's limping around somewhere in Harlem I don't know right if it was now. our bullet or whatever it was, because it was a big caliber <laughs> like this, bullet, like this in the and uh, they never wanted to take it out. Uh -huh. The bullet stayed in there because it took us... If they found out it was a large caliber 9 miller, they thought it wasn't our guns, but they didn't know who had one gun there. Right. Anyway, so she got it, and they took it away. So I went to the 103, and the CEO over there says, and I, and I had a, 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 some metal Did they shame you to the desk over there? No, he says, Pete, listen to me, the CEO, nice guy, old guy. He says, listen, he says, you don't belong back here in front of the desk. Well, look, I'm here, you know, this and that. This is where they sent me. No, why did they send you? I didn't tell him. Mm -hmm. I didn't say nothing to him. I, this is, I'm here. He says, no, you got, the, they started a new thing with the lieutenant's 
like an operations lieutenant, whatever the fuck it was, right? You could do anything you right. want, any hours you want. You could charge a snoo at that crime. You could have, you know, all mm -hmm. the units to specialize in Proscar. I said, okay, I'll take it, boss. You know, I figured this is good. My last few years mm -hmm. on the job, I'll take it. They send my name into the round robin where they send your name into the investigative unit mm -hmm. at headquarters. And, uh, and they sent a, they called us. Denied. The, denied. <laughs> they called the CO up. And him and I. They have that rubber stand with the, you got it. I had to go with the CO. Nice old guy. The nicest guy you want to meet. Real pleasant guy. He said, Pete, what happened? He says, I says, well, I guess I had a few severe complaints. Pete, we got to go down a to few. CCRB. We have to go down to CCRB. Yeah. So I had to drive with the captain. Down to CCRB and some asshole deputy chief, whatever the fuck he was, is there. He starts berating the captain. How the fuck did you put in this no. lieutenant? And he's yelling and, and this and that. And look, this captain had nothing. He didn't know about all this shit. Uh. But let me tell you something, Pranzo, he tells me. He says, I'm telling you right now, as long as I'm on this fucking job, you'll never get a fucking detail. When you're, you're, I says, hey, boss, I made all these are thousands of arrests. I don't give a fuck what you did, mm -hmm. but this is a new job. You're getting fucking... Rabbi Schneerson. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. This, this guy, this deputy chief, what it was, he gets transferred. Yeah. The day he gets transferred, 24 hours later, I'm in street crime. Beautiful. He's gone. He's out Beautiful. of CCRB. Who made the call? This, I can't no, give the names. No, it wasn't well, the rabbi. No, it was a street crime. Street crime. Commissioner, right this, is, this is Vito Corleone. <laughs> no, no, now I'm in street crime. This is where I belong. Uh, uh, it was a, a great a, place I, to work for a lieutenant, right? Uh, you know what? You joked around about that, it? but to get him out of your hair in the 3-2, man... He might have got a call from somebody at Gambino say, we can't kill the guy. So that's can, right, you at least, right. can you at least put him somewhere put else? street crime. <laughs> yeah, right. And street crime, as you know, was city-wide. Right, right. And it was a collection of the wildest bosses. Yeah, you know the bosses, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, you know yeah. the ones, I, I hate to mention their name now, but God bless them. Great bosses here. there. You know, great bosses, the yeah. a hero, 500 yeah. medals, right. and uh, of course, Dick Savage, Dick Savage a hero. Yeah, yeah. You know, these guys. So that was a collection of... Uh, lieutenants that you had. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was a delegate, the lieutenants. They made me delegate. Billy Lakis, was he there? Billy Lakis, yeah, Lakers, Billy yeah, Lakis. Yeah. Matter of fact, Billy uh, came from uh, Internal Affairs. That's right. Yeah. You know, he told me. I tell you a quick Billy story. Billy told me. A good I drove him one night, and he oh, just got there from FIAU, and we were in Midtown South. They used to have these guys that would do the bottle scam. They What's don't, the FIAU? They would field internal affairs unit. Anyway, the, they would have a bottle, and they'd uh, bump into, like, a tourist and say, hey, you just broke my $50 bottle of wine, and they put the bull on him, you know? Yeah, right. So Lakers sees someone do it, and he goes and he grabs the guy, and the guy, like, slaps his hand away. I came over the top and bitch slapped this guy, you know? <laughs> and I was like, after I did it, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know if he, he, Lakers was cool. Oh, Lakers cool sort of liked yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, smacked the guy in back, you know? Guy. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when he saw me, when he came, I got there first, and he came after, and he says, uh, Pete, how did you fucking get here? Because he had my cases. Oh, good. So Don, he said, but you're fucking wrecking. He says, hey, Billy, you know, I had all those thousands of reps. I don't care. I don't know how you got They used over. to call it a CPI, right? Your confidential yeah. performance, performance index. Yeah, yeah. index. And yeah. Then he says, but uh, Billy, I'm here. It's good. We had a good time. And street crime was a good spot for me because it was citywide. Yeah, yeah. And I could do what I wanted. I could go where I wanted. I just tell my guys... My compas will run the unit there, the administrative lieutenant. And I says, here's what I'm going to go to. Yeah, Luna, Luna, this is, uh, this is Pranzo. Make me an 8 o'clock reservation. <laughs> That's right. Mommy the Onis. That's right. Mommy the Onis right. was there. Matter of fact, I lost the uh, table clock. That's so right. They gave him when it closed down. And we used to go in. And we, I said to them, now these people... In street crime, they were different. They came from all over the city. I had young guys, 30 or 40 guys, and I had to uh, train them and explain to them about aggressive patrol because they came from, and they weren't, to get into street crime, you had to be a little aggressive. And if you weren't aggressive, you didn't survive no, you street wouldn't crime. Work it, yeah. So you had to make the collars, the gun collars, the robberies, whatever. And, uh, and I used to explain to them how to go out there and be aggressive, do the stops, Doing as best you can, uh, stay on this side of the uh, on the page, the right side, and make all those collars. Right. And, and and I had to teach him that uh, because if you ride around, because the boss we had there at the time was uh, he was a dick, you know, and uh, he, he didn't want you to do anything because they were going to knock out the unit because of what was maybe what was done. But uh, I had to explain to the guys be aggressive because if you ride around in that radio car up and down the blocks. 
and you're waiting for a robbery to take place, you go your whole career. Right, right. How many <clears> robbery <throat> stick-ups did you witness? How many right. stick-ups mm -hmm. did you actually witness? I witnessed okay, a couple, but... Did, okay, God bless. Yeah, yeah no, no. I mean, we took off, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always right. waiting for his I next know, joke. I know, you know? I know, He's going to make money at the clubs. I, I was know. a good witness, you though. Know, he's an actor. I can well, identify that guy. Now he's an actor. And you know, a he's a comedian, professional. Uh, he's I could, a, I he's could in all the TV shows. Yeah, I watched the other day. No, what you do is when you drive around, like, yo, don't look now, but that guy on the left looks dangerous. Make a right, make a right, make a right. <laughs> anyway, so I had to, pay, I had to lay out a piece of paper. And in the middle of the paper, I draw a one-inch column down the middle. And one side was non-aggressive patrol. Because you know you're Okay, command. I'm sorry. One side of the page was non-aggressive patrol, and the right side of the page was aggressive patrol. When you're non-aggressive patrol, you're not going to get medals, but you're not going to get in trouble. Right. That's me. The, uh, okay. That's me. You see that Mayo Sanchez right there? That's me right at yeah. the top of that okay. not, on that list. <laughs> on the right this side is of the page. Bill over here. The right side of the page. How'd you get your shield? Narcotics? <laughs> no, I was in a warrant squad. Oh, God bless. Oh, yeah, I'm That's kidding. Better. I did. I, I, did what I, I did what I had to do. You do. No, oh, not narcotics. Good. I was in the warrant squad. Okay. On the right side of the page, get okay. back to work. On the right side of the page was aggressive patrol. This is where you do all your stops. You do all your... your, your uh, Follows and leads. You get out of the car, toss people right. legitimately, especially a cat. Oh. This is the aggressive. Now, was it non aggressive? Okay, non aggressive and aggressive patrol. All right. So I tried to get the guys to work somewhere in the middle. Okay. And so you, without going to jail, without uh, getting too many CCRBs, and work in that middle line between aggressive and, and mm. non aggressive patrol. Yeah, that makes sense. And you make collars and you do good and you stay in street crime, you stay in all the units, but mm. don't get yourself killed and you do well in the job. Right. But I stayed there in street crime, and when I was in street crime, when I actually, a few years before that, I started writing. And, oh, uh, you mean uh, uh, writing, pen to paper, pen to paper, real writing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not just my story, I started writing for all the- How far uh, did you go to school? Uh, high school. Yeah, all right. High school, I mean, high school. And so I started So there was a lot of spelling errors then? No, well, you Michelle would fix everything, right, Michelle? Oh, she's, she's very good, very okay, smart. So when you started on a, on a role there in school. Anyway, when you I, started writing, what were you writing? I was writing about the police suicides, about stress management, and uh, that's what got you. Uh, did you delved in? Yeah. What do you had an opinion on that? Yes, I did. I, I my opinion was that uh, not just our department, but a lot of departments weren't up to snuff because all the people that were getting killed on the job, uh, and that we all witnessed it, uh, there were more suicides than there were. Uh, the guys that got killed in the line of duty, duty yeah. with suicides. So I started writing about uh, burnout and, and stress management. And uh, one of the uh, did you feel like you were having some of that? Nah, no, I was fine. I was, you know, if you, you got to be a little bit more uh, of an emotional type guy, maybe. And the guys, no, but really Pete, you know, we are, we've talked about this before, and we pretty much all agree that anyone that has done over twenty years on the police, or maybe even less. Has a, a touch of PTSD. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Oh, yeah. You, know? I, you still get yeah, the Yeah, but nightmares. he's talking about the burnout. So the burnout. I asked well, you. PTSD, too. I asked yeah. you, did you recognize it in yourself? And you were quick to say no, but. So you yes. brought, it brought you, came, you had to write it. So that means yeah. you must have observed it in your colleagues. Yes. And you must have seen guys yeah. getting burnt out. Yeah, and a, a new thing approached. What's, a, what's a, a common. Uh, change, in personality, change in personality, change in personality, depression, a guy who didn't want to participate in work anymore. He started taking sick. So days. all of a sudden you got yeah. this guy who's on, he's, he's either on the this side of the list or right in the middle doing what you said. Uh, but he now he doesn't want to collar as much anymore. Yeah, he becomes a little uh, uh, a little dejected from the uh, from the rest of the guys, becomes a little lonely and stuff like that. And and then sooner or later it may show up differently. Guys fight their way through it and they're, they're fine. But, uh, you know, guys have such issues. You, you don't know until you're dealing into somebody's life. Sure. Yeah, because it's, it's not just the job. That's the job. It's home, a home, home life. Home life, yeah. Divorce situations, losing their not children. Not everybody has a Rochelle at home. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> a wonderful wife. <laughs> Who's writing these stories from? That's <laughs> right. Oh, Rochelle types 120 words a minute. That's great. Uh, anyway, so I started doing those articles, and I did an article for the Daily News that sort of hit good and bad with the job, uh, and they... Uh, started the campaign with the posters about, you remember you put the posters on the wall mm -hmm. when we never had that. So, right. and I, not just me, but- So I you're writing articles right Articles now. for all the police magazines. And you're, submit, you're submitting your articles to all the Spring 3100. No, that's just that. That's like a department kind of thing. Police I did, One, things like yeah, that. Yeah, a police magazine, yeah. police time, a police and security news is one of the biggest. They mm -hmm. actually started me mm -hmm. off. And I would get paid uh, like $100 for every magazine it went in. 
Wow. So I did one article, and it was $100, and I'd make 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. 12 magazines around the country, the Chief, the magazine, Police, Times, and all that shit, you know. So I was doing very well writing the articles, and I ruffled some feathers up. Excuse what, me, because of the articles? Because of the articles, yeah. The Whose department. feathers did you have for The department. But they what were, didn't they like about your articles? They didn't because they, when I put it all in there about suicides and I put in there about the peer units and uh, that would help, you know, the guys who were going through some problems on the job, uh, I felt the job wasn't up to snuff. They, so and you they're were, still not. They're still you were, well, condemning, no, the, you yeah, were condemning the job, what they were doing for their officers. You got it. But you were asking them to do more. Do more. Okay. So they started with the posters and they did a lot. Who and started with the posters? The uh, police, police department. department. The so, okay, so yeah, yeah. because of your encouraging, yeah. they actually took an initiative and decided, okay, let's let's do something Good. about this. And they and got they some. Did. They got some posters. They did, and uh, and then I did that. And I did about the guns because I felt we were left out with the guns. With the, what about uh, the guns? guns? We only had the, the handguns. The uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. And I wanted, wanted yeah. semi-autos for the guys. So you wrote articles about, about that. And wrote, how come we're left out? Yeah, okay. So I started writing articles about the guns. The range called me up. He said, who the fuck are you? Lieutenant from the range. Hey, Pete, who the fuck do you think you are? He says, you're not a qualified guy. He says, I'm telling you right now, the guys can't handle the semi-automatics. He says, number one, they can't handle it. They can't keep the guns clean enough. They're going to be killing people out there. It's a liability to the city. And so the lieutenant, hey, lieutenant, you shoot at the range. Good. God bless you. When was the last time you were on the fucking street? How many shootouts were you right, exactly. with the fucking lieutenant? There was one guy who was a hero lieutenant, so I don't want to talk about the range people. There were, but a lot of the range people changed their hands, and uh, some of them, you know, I don't want to talk bad about it. They're the best. They're the best trainers and everything else. But I took flack from that, from the department. A couple of things come in, but minor shit. So I wrote about those kinds of things because I felt we needed the semi-automatics. And mm-hmm. then uh, the articles hit big. And then uh, Gould, remember Gould books? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they asked me to do a book on stress management, uh, and I did the book, and that uh, did very well, the book. How did you put that book together? Uh, I got... I mean, did you have, uh, yeah, besides for Rochelle doctors, doing spell check, yeah, did you have... Yes. No, I had doctors, <laughs> psychiatrists, and such, uh, and I got all the, uh, and the things that I did, all my articles, I compiled them all into a group, put them in a book, and then I uh, got from all the different departments and the doctors, the doctors around the country, their programs, put it all in the book, and it was a big seller, and the FBI took it because I put them in there yeah, as well. The FBI, and they brilliant. put it in the FBI library. Wow, that's so great. Really, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know, so that was. Hey, you want to help us out? You know, people want to get this podcast off the air. Well, we've got to hire you. We got to No, we got to hire you. No, but one of the things, that, and you're very careful about it, and I appreciate that, is that you really don't want to criticize the department, the department, and we don't want to either. But yeah. when, when we see something wrong. We like to point out, but we, we love the police department, yeah. and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. You know, but we want things to be better, and we want things to be better for the cops that are on now. Yeah. And as far as look, they had seven suicides last year. I believe. That's correct. And uh, things they can do more. They yeah. can really do a lot more. Yes. You know? We've talked about it a couple of times. I had an idea about um, having all the officers be assigned a clinician right out of the academy. Yeah. And you have to go every time you fire your your gun. So whatever the range is now, twice a year, yeah. uh, you got to go to cl- your clinician twice a year. And once everybody has to go, it takes a stigma. Uh, what do you got today? Oh, I got to go to see my whatever word yeah. you use, you know. But everybody will be using the same word. It's just right. you know you got to go. And while you're there, they're going to ask you, are you experiencing any trauma, this, that, and the other? And then either you could say no and be on your way and come back half a year. But if you are and you want to talk to somebody, then you could start making your appointments. Correct. The problem with that, they tried to commission McGuire, who was a very religious guy. Mm-hmm. He put that plan exactly what you're talking about. Every year you Somebody sit down always takes my ideas before I... <laughs> it was good. But then he was told that there was so much, so many uh, disgruntled guys on the job. So that, when you went before to talk to somebody, it says, do you have any bad feelings? He says, yeah, I want to kill my wife. Mm-hmm. He says, I want to, you know, I, I hate this motherfucking job, and I want to get out of the 3 2 I'm here for 40, I'm here for 20 fucking years. Why am I in this fucking precinct? Uh-huh. I hate everybody. Excuse the language. I hate black people. I hate Spanish people. Uh-huh. I'm white, or vice versa. And they would have to say, yank them. Mm-hmm. You're out. So that would be, you'd lose half your fucking job. Right, right, sitting right, home on, on the living room the because they couldn't. Moment. You yeah. got it. So yeah. now you're home, I, I everybody's that. out, and now it's a liability that you said, I don't want to be here. 
Well, there has to be confidentiality with this well, stuff. Well, yeah. So, I know, mean, there's so always going to be that crazy dude that's like, you know, he, he's going to go to his, uh, make an appointment with his clinician on, on, on January 30th. Right. So he doesn't have to go to work tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, because he's got the details. That's why it never really came to be. So yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. They supposedly don't. you're normal when you come on the job. Mm -hmm. And then now when you leave the job. Yeah, but you know what? That is, um, you see, you're talking about a situation when you get somebody who's already halfway through their career where you start getting bitter. When you assign people, the clinicians, right through the academy, you know, um, and you have to go see your guy twice a year, you have this opportunity to get rid of all these little anxieties and fears yeah. and, and angers. Yeah. And, and it becomes like anger management. You, yes. You know what I'm saying? So... You're probably not going to get to that point in right. your halfway through your career where you're, you're motherfucking the job and everybody else in yeah. the world. Yeah. You're probably not going to get there. Yeah. Because you will, you'll be like a, a steam valve. Yeah. Letting yeah. some of it out. Right. Guys are just afraid to take the gun away, and that's what it's all about. That's mm -hmm. yeah. You yeah. take your gun away, and then you're done. They say you're going to give your gun back. They don't. No. Mm -hmm. But they, the other thing, Pete, is like in your day, people would stay 20 years on patrol. That's yeah. very rare now. Yeah. Very, very rare. People yeah. go in to details. Prisons. Yeah. yeah, guys, I, I knew guys, and uh, a lot of them are dead now, but they worked 20 years on patrol, uh, and they, of course they came to street crime at the end, right. the big boss and stuff like that, But and I said, Jesus, how the fuck did you do in that one and radio you survived. Bar yeah. for 20 years in the 7-8 or whatever, mm -hmm. or the 7-7, seven, seven. God yeah. bless you, or the 3-2. Yeah, sure. yeah, there's definitely way, way more yeah. movement um, on the job now, and there's, because there's so many tiny, smaller units you know, to go through everywhere, yeah. um, which is which is. Yeah. One of the best things about the job, but um, let me, we were talking about the writing. So right now you've written, uh, you wrote, you, you were writing books that pertain to the job. Yeah, um, you had the suicide book. Yep, and then you had this uh, other one, uh, which is called Behind the Shield. What was yeah. that? Uh, that was a tr just a journey through the NYPD. It's behind your, the shield. It's my story. Autobiography. Autobiography. My story. It's an e-reader. It's Behind the Shield. The journey through the NYPD. Uh -huh. And I just talk about from being a rookie, some of the fun that we had. So it as goes we moved from, up to go from uh, there to my retirement. You know, the, yeah. the crazy day shoot, yes. shooting a yep. lady in the leg in Harlem. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all He's that. He's not old enough to that. All man. that. No, I can't. Anyway, all that. Ow! And, and, <laughs> she, she got nothing. She lost all the money. Oh, God. Got 10 minutes more? Five. Wait, wait, yeah. I'm sorry. Easy, easy, Peter. I'm he's, sorry. He's so excited. He's no, I, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose time. No, we're not going to lose. We're not losing lose anything, time. Peter. Listen, right. I want to talk about Harlem Raiders here. Yep. So now we get we wrote the book Beyond the Shield. That's about your career. Where could they find that one? It's on the e-reader. Behind the Shield: A Journey Through the NYPD. It's Behind e the Shield on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Oh, that's great. It's Peter J. Pranzo. Right, and then the uh, stress management uh, for law enforcement. Oh, that's also, also it's also, also on there too. Oh, yeah, and that's in the FBI library. That that book made a big. That's, uh, that's great. That's it's great. Uh, that's and amazing. And then I wrote this one. And here. this one, this one right here that we have in front of us is called Harlem Raiders. And uh, that's about your days working in the three two. You got it. It's a uh, change with, with the it's narcotics novel, unit. It's a novel. You based changed on some of the, the yes, names to protect the innocent. You got it. All right. Exactly. <laughs> names, locations, some of the things we did. I can be uh -huh. more free with some of the things that happened. You made it right, a fiction. Right. Yeah, fiction. Uh, it, good. Yeah, good, good. It looks like it's got a fancy cover on there. Yeah. Which guy are you on this cover over here? Uh, I'm, 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 it's got, got know, the cannoli. It's got the cannoli in his hand. <laughs> but uh, and that book's out now. Everywhere books are sold, uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and everywhere books are sold. That's you know what? I got to ask you this because yeah. we talked about Ippolito and the other guy was Caracapo was his Caracapo, oh, yeah, um, and I know he's uh, Ippolito. You worked with him as a young cop, and you got to know him when he was first on the job. And yeah. he said he was. He said, you know what? Out of the two of them, the one guy looks like a curmudgeon, like a dry drunk, and the other guy looks happier than life. Um, how do these two like find each other? Do you think? I don't know. You know, know? Just, yeah, I don't know. And when, when do you think? Um, well, uh, Louis, you, I, hate you, I hate to talk about that because he has such a good family, and we knew yeah, the family yeah. members and everything else. He was really a, a, a real super. Whoever knew that he was getting involved? Well, in well that something kind of happened. The wrong, yeah, the wrong but way. it was his family situation. Remember well, his yeah, father? Wrote, his do you book? think the book had? Oh, do you yeah. think the book had something to do with him? Yes. Yeah. Actually, becoming the character in the book more. Yeah. Good. 
you do. You, you fall into that, so to speak. And he did. He fell into the character of the book. And uh, He liked that, right? Yeah, well, he was in all the movies. You know, yeah, he was Goodfellas, in Goodfellas yeah, I and remember. all that stuff. And he was trying to get a lot of shows done, like we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was trying to get uh, some different shows. So you think maybe else. that he felt like he had to fill in those shoes and become that guy? Or I think so. I think he had mentally, it in him. I mean, mentally he did. But all I could say is that I, I knew him as a person when he was a young guy. Yeah. He shot Twyman Myers and some other people. He got the Medal of Honor, which is rare, you know, that. Right, right? if you don't die. Yeah, you know, yeah right. And, and he was really, a, a, you know, a hero. But I'm, I'm sorry the way things turned out for him and his yeah, family. Yeah, obviously, obviously. And from his partner and everything else. And, and Louis passed away. Uh, oh, Polito did pass away? He passed away. away, yeah. He got, recently he, then, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, recently he passed away. And let's but, talk about the consulting work that you do. Yeah. So uh, tell us about that. Uh, well, I, I'm working with a, a couple of different companies. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge well, you, How did you start? Uh, when we were doing a show, when I worked with one of the community leaders, I helped write her book, The Woman Who Took Back Her Streets. Yeah, Rita. Rita Webb Smith. Uh-huh. So we did a book together, and uh, that became a nice uh, bestseller, and we've been trying to do a show on that. She and that, died. Her story is, uh, I would imagine it's a really intense story about it. Just yes, her family One yes. lady from the from living Home. in Harlem and just got sick of the drugs and she decided yeah. to do something with it and got then it. she teams up with you. Yes. You got this team of Harlem Raiders and yeah, it sounds like a great movie. I would great. watch it. It is. So what happened was she died so it never came to be. We're still oh, working sorry, on that passed, end. Yeah, yeah, she passed away. And then... Uh, Who do you see starring as her? It was Al Pacino going to be. No, no, of course you. No kidding. But I'm talking about for her. For her was going to be Felicia Rashad. But now, who would you pick now? Now, um, the girl from Murder, Murder. How did we get away with murder? How to get away with murder? I can't. I don't know who that is. Yeah, how to get? Yeah, what's the name, Michelle? My wife. Kerry Washington? No, not Kerry. No, 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 no. She's the, the she's the head person in that show. She's very good. She's doing a lot of shows now. But she won the award. It's the how award. To get a, not a how to agree with murder. It's uh, yes. Is that what it is? No, we're gonna be here all day with this. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I tell you who came to my mind, and you're gonna think I'm kidding, but uh, I think this would change your career. What's that rapper's name? The the big popular one, the, the Puerto Rican one. What? Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. I'm thinking somebody younger. Yeah, for her. But it, well, yeah, I'm thinking somebody younger. What was that rapper's name? Fat Joe. I said the girl rapper. Oh. You said Fat Joe. <laughs> What's the the girl from the Bronx? The rapper. Oh, Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah. I think I think she could she could stretch. I bet you yeah. she could be the lead in that. And yeah. you forget all the other nonsense that but she has to say. But now Al Pacino's too old to play him. No, yeah, no, that, that was going back there. Yeah. Al Pacino's got oh, to shave his no, head. No, He's no. not going to want to do that. <laughs> they ain't going to do that. Now it's going to be Morgan Freeman for my black guy. Yeah, it's going to be Clint Eastwood Clint for Eastwood. my white guy. If I had That's in Harlem Raiders. If I had to pick a guy for you, I'm thinking, let me think. Fuck, uh, <laughs> Well, we'll keep going. I'll come back to it. Anyway, so I've been working on those projects. We're doing scripts back and forth uh-huh. uh, with some people from California. And then this company I'm hooked with uh, now was uh, Three Corners Entertainment. They're good. They published a book under their other uh, company, and uh, they do books to movies. So we're keeping our fingers crossed on this, on Harlem Raiders. Mm-hmm. And we still got the... You know team. I'm an actor, too, right? I know you're an actor. I got, okay. your, you got your card. <laughs> Bill, too. Bill got too. your card. Here's what's, yeah. everybody was actors here. We're, you trying, got we're trying to audition. You got your sad card. Yeah, I got, got it. I got it. I got it. They don't want me. They want handsome yeah. kids like you. I'm trying to think. I'm still... Uh, you know who I think is underrated and probably could play you good? Nicholas Cage was one. Who Forget else? about it. You got to go younger. Ray Liotta. Nicholas, go Nicholas Cage. We talking Ray about you in your in your thirties. I'm talking yeah. that guy who was um, he was on Boardwalk Empire. They used him wrong in The Irishman. He played the little guy that he fought with in the with the over the ice cream. Who's oh, that guy? I know you talk, the British actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be good for you. It's cool guy. Yeah. He played Nicky Barnes. Not not Nicky Barnes. He played yeah yeah that guy that. He was on Boardwalk Empire. Oh, did he play uh, Al Capone on Boardwalk? Yes, yep. He played Al Capone Bowl. I think I see him. Yeah. Because we put the handle mar- bu- mustache on. Yeah, yeah. I'm good to go. Did you ride a motorcycle? When I was a kid. Oh, no, because I, I was fingering the mustache. Maybe yeah. it was... Uh, he came here with a leather jacket. He looked like know. a biker. Yeah. The guys looked... Because we never got into the race thing with the black and white cops, which is, uh, is another whole uh, story there that we really helped uh, each other out, sure. so to speak. And, and yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was a Close out thing. on that. Tell us about yeah. that. Uh, we'll tie it really nice. If we got a few minutes more, uh, when we started the uh, team in the three, till we wanted to pick... Uh, uh, diversify the team. Diversify team. Otherwise, you couldn't take those thousands of people off the street with just white guys. You can't have any mm-hmm. white guys. Right. Even back them. then? No. 
Couldn't do it. It'd be the Harlem riots, 1964, all mm -hmm. over again, right? So we uh, picked the black guys who really uh, got a bad rap on the job, the, the black guys. I'm being honest. And some of the Spanish guys as well, they sort of uh, were laid aside. So when we took them out, we're so happy we did that. Uh, I can see this in the in the series right now when you're picking your people out. Yeah, we did. It's in the book. Know, yeah. It's in Harlem Raiders. Yeah, it's great. It's in Harlem Raiders. It's all about the, the camaraderie that we're all brothers. And uh, I want to be the guy together. who puts the hit out on you, the yeah. Italian guy. Could I do that? Part? <laughs> you can do that. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do it over the phone. Yeah, do anything you want. I'm going to do the. Uh, you calling up. What's the name of that unit again? What's the name of the unit again that I had to call up to to report him? Oh, FIAU. No, 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 no. Remember. Oh, oh the the force unit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the CPI, whatever the, the PCI, force unit, right? PCI thing. Yeah, hello. Uh, is Personal this, index, yeah. the FBI. No, no, right. I'm talking about the unit where Intel. you call the call them to make a complaint Intel. about him. Intel. Intel, yeah. Intel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who do I got over there? Is this the Intel <laughs> division? <laughs> yeah, you tell this uh, Peter J. Pranzo. What part of Italy is from, by the way? You don't know? Oh, that's important. Who find out where what part of Pranzo is from? Because uh, before I... Before I put this hit on him, <laughs> I get a no. I could always take the hit off. We could always take the hit off. Let's put it on him now. Tell him we put it on his life. Last, last I want to do that phone call. Last for the story, movie. and I promised the last of the story. Only because it's a little bit of an emotional story. We're all down on it. They never wanted us from uh, Harlem, especially my my guys, a little scruffy looking and stuff like that. With the, the hair. They didn't want you in Manhattan. Good. They so they didn't want us downtown, downtown Manhattan. So, but they had to send us one time. We're down in some kind of a fucking parade down in Midtown Manhattan. Maybe the 17th. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they didn't want you there. Because you said we got to go to some fucking parade. <laughs> so we're in the 17th <laughs> and 19th parade. And we go in there and, and the CEOs look at, who'd you bring these guys in? Because we didn't look right at the uniforms. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, good yeah, funny I love it, I love it, yeah. you know? So the guys had the hats sticking on top of the afros and stuff like that. We go in there. We go in the back room and we're gonna, we got our sandwiches that Don't we had to pay move. for, uh -huh. you know? So we got our sandwich, we're sitting down there, we're going to put the sandwiches on Would the table. Would you leave your combat cross home that day? <laughs> they, didn't, they, saw the, they didn't give a shit. You know? All the guys, and one of those priests, nice guys, good cops, heroes. And uh, so they says, hey, hey uh, Sarge, one of the guys, one of the patrolmen says, you know, and maybe because my guys looked about the black guys I had with them, I don't know, whatever mm -hmm. it was, they didn't like it. You know, didn't like the then maybe somebody was putting their dick beaters in the donuts. And I said to me, look, this is, boss, this is our lunchroom. Uh -huh. You know, boss, not to, but this is our lunchroom. You, you can't eat here. Now we got all our sandwiches. Right, right. Now here, you know, so I, I took offense to that. You of know? course, so yeah. It's a police a, department facility. And these guys you know? were all metals. These black guys were heroes and the white guys. So I went over and I took the, uh, they had, you know, you have a, a, a desk with the, uh, the summons boxes on it, the ABC summonses. Yeah. I took and I knocked all the boxes off the fucking table. Nice. I just threw them on the floor and I took the table and went in the corner and we grabbed some chairs and we ate by ourselves. Beautiful. So the I like that. So looked and he said, well, he says, come, come, and that was it. We, yeah. So I'm just telling those kinds of things. I, yeah, remember no, I, I get the scene, but I'm pretty sure that command probably had black officers too. No, but back, then. Yeah, back then, all right, yeah. But you know no, what? Too also, you, you guys must have been intimidating. Like you said, you come in there, you're from yeah. all scary the way looking town, three, two guys. real cops. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes. And you, you kind of sort of push your way around. Yes. You know, the you take police. over their lunch on the shoulder, maybe. Yeah, and if, especially if you go to a slow command, those guys yeah. don't like that at all. Yes. You know, you yeah. go to a, a slow yeah. command. These guys are setting their ways. Oh yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Their balls are dipped in butter. Yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. Good cops, all hero cops. Yeah, yeah, we I get it. All. You know, I, 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 I don't see, want to talk about I see the freaking movie there. I see the series. Yeah, it's a beautiful series. See that? That's in the book. You and the, and the lady, uh, Cardi B. Yeah. The guy who's playing you is, uh, I, I still got to, I, I think I could do better to pick him out. But uh, I definitely see this, man. You know, it's they a had, great they had series. this cop tell him, though, to, on behalf of his CEO, they don't like you sitting in our lunchroom, you know? Uh -huh. that's, that sucks. I remember I called one time downtown about a homicide well, the chief of D's called me and they said, what's going on with this homicide? What do you got on? And I go, we got nothing. Uh -huh. And we didn't. Uh -huh. And he goes, oh, the chief's not going to like that. I go, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what the fuck do I care whether he's going to like it or not? I can't invent shit. We got nothing on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This little bucket, this little yeah. chief's ball swabber, you know? Uh -huh. He's not going to like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's some job. That some people, you know what's so funny about the job? It's so diversified. That uh, we got you on one hand who's out here and you got, like, well, put it this way. There's a lot of people who are on this list along with me. The one that, remember that list yeah. that was over there? Yeah. What was that called again? 
aggressive patrol, non-aggressive patrol? Yeah, they're not aggressive. Well, they're Should those have been guys. meat eaters and vegetarians. <laughs> no, those guys are dicks because those guys, are the a lot of them are the ones sitting in one PP. You know, and you yeah, come yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, yes. You know, how come this guy's not wearing, I didn't, he's not wearing black socks. You know? Yeah. It's like stupid shit yeah. like that. There's actually yep. people out there fighting crime. Yep. But, uh, so, um, I'm sorry we made you rush. You got a million no, and one stories. No, so, we're going to give you this opportunity to close out. We're gonna, we'll I close out to... with one, one, one quick one. Head us off. Give us like a triple when you shot five people. Something really good. <laughs> let's go out on that. No, let's go out with the family situation. <laughs> okay, okay. I got a good family. I got grandchildren. How, how many grandchildren wife? you got? I got four. Four, yeah, huh? Got four Pete, you got a great married, life, man. 50 yeah. years married. Right. How many kids did you have? Uh, two. Two, two what? Kids, yeah. Two boys? A boy and a girl. A boy and a girl. Boy and, a girl yeah. and how old are they now? Where are they? Oh, they're big. They're f- one's upstate, 46, 47 years uh-huh. old. I got a 45 year old daughter. They're big. And they're doing fine. You out on Eastern Long Island? Are you fishing? Did you tell you me you were going to be fish. Out there? Did right you tell me you were going to be on the show? What's that? Did you tell uh, me you were going to be on the show? I will now. If yeah. it comes out good when I see it first. <laughs> of course it's going to come out good. Listen, you got a great dad here. Cut out the bad stuff, you know. There Make is sure no it's bad good. stuff. Superstar. Sure look, I <laughs> tried to sit tall. I, we gotta, know, I shrunk down. Leave the warts. You know, in, I used to be 5'9". Right? <laughs> yeah. That used to be tall. In that's when yeah, but that's because you kept hitting yourself <laughs> on the head. <laughs> <when you laughs> so I, I, I knew it right away. He was the guy out there. You know why you failed the psych? Everybody told you were crazy because you're hitting your head with his family. His family was sure. We had no psych. We had no psych. There's no psych then. He no really just wanted an extra half inch of height. So he was hitting his head. In the oh, shoot. God. Uh, but we had fun. Great time, it was man. a fun job. I have to tell you, it was the best Let's 21 the years books of my one life. One more time before we close out. We Please. can find the books. The three books are uh, The Stress Management for Law Enforcement Officers, Behind the Shield, The Story of Your Time on the Job, and The Harlem Raiders. Buy all three of them in one shot. Get the trifecta, man. Go all in. That's what I'm saying. Um, where can we find it? One more time. Amazon, it's uh, Barnes and Noble, or anywhere books are sold. It's doing very well. Check the reviews out. It's not just a shoot 'em up, beat 'em up, lock 'em up story. It's a family story. Mm-hmm. It's about police and community working together. And uh, and we did something. Yeah, but there is some shoot 'em up in Harlem. There's yeah. shoot 'em up, beat 'em up. <laughs> but there's a lot of families there: black families, white families, Spanish families. And I like it. The time the is it's a cross section yeah. of New York yeah, City. It uh, really it's, is. It's, it's, and about the mafia, it talks about the Sicilian uh, mafia. Three I families think it's a beautiful, it's a great, great story, man. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck with thank it, you man. So Thanks much. for coming in. Hey, thank you very thank much. You, you guys are the you. best. You're an actor. He's, good. He's a handsome kid. Don't forget, handsome forget about us. Don't forget about us. Maybe, maybe you have me as a young Ippolito. I'll put a fat suit on. You want to... Mr. Brooklyn, yeah. look him up. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 So when I, I knew read him, his book. Yeah, he, he hit read. you once. Yeah. You, you I know read know his happened. book. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You yeah. were done. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're right. That was the older, the one yeah. sitting by the bar in Goodfellas. That's the one that I was. No, in my head. big guy. No, no, yeah. no, no. But that's the guy I have in my head every time I see him because I remember that scene in Goodfellas. He was a builder back in the day. He was the guy that right before Johnny two times or whatever. I'm gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. All right, thanks a lot. Make sure we turn off the camera before we stand up because these guys are too big. Thanks. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. And the tour, man.